Thank you for tuning in today, and welcome to Steady Chatting, the podcast. I'm your host, Charlie. This is episode number 10, finally hit the double digits, where we'll be talking about vibrations and energy, doing what you want, when to use which lens, and material possessions. On this episode, you'll also hear music from Bob Marley, The Barkays, Cameron, and Common. On this channel, you can expect to hear content on cannabis, growing, product reviews, interviews, interesting news, discussions, music, and whatever you like. Let us at Steady Snapping Productions know what you'd like to hear on future podcasts so we can keep giving you what you want and what you need. Join in the conversation. If you're a visitor or just checking this podcast out for the first time, don't forget to subscribe to get more content. Now, let's get this started. Have you ever found yourself in a situation where somebody calls you because they need your help and really they just want to vent? So you spend as much time with them as needed. You let them vent. And when you leave, you find yourself feeling extremely exhausted, really tired, drained, your energy's been depleted. Well, I figured that happens to us a lot more often than we may acknowledge. And so the topic is about vibrations and energy. So let's talk about that for a little bit. When we see somebody in a good mood, even from a distance, you could pick up on that vibration and pick up on that energy. It's like they have a glowing aura to them. And a lot of the times when you're in a good mood or you're a positive person, you attract energy to you. A lot of the times you attract the same type of energy, but there's people around who have a real bad vibes about them and a bad energy to them. And they too become uh, magnetically pulled to you. So when you find that you're sitting there spending time with somebody who's venting about their issues and at the end of it, you feel like you're walking with their burdens, well, that's exactly what happened. Somehow, in the process of them venting with you, they managed to drain your energy, that positive energy that you had. If you're mindful of people and their practices, then you can um, position yourself in a way where you can keep your energy and it's not a situation where you're sharing your positive energy end up causing you to feel depleted at the end of it. Okay, so... That's, that's an example of how vibrations and energies work with people. But it's the same for water. It's the same for light. It's the same for food. These are all things that vibrate at a certain frequency and possess a certain amount of energy. So light and food correlate. If you're growing something and it takes a certain amount of light, well, then you're consuming that amount of light. And if it matches with your vibration, then it, you feel good. If you, you ever noticed in comparison to eating certain genetically modified foods, stuff that were grown in a lab, and you compare that to foods that you picked at the farm and eat, it's a completely different experience. What's it about? Vibrations and energy. So that's why I tell people I'm about vibes. 
I don't really care about how you cut your hair or diet. I don't care about how many facial tattoos you got. I don't care if you're black, white. People like to say purple, green, blue, any color besides <laughs> like black, white, brown. Uh, you may have to check the doctors. I'm not. If you're turning purple or blue or green, that is an issue. So I don't really care about the physical. What I care about is your vibe. If you're a weirdo, then you'll give off a weirdo vibe. If you are level-headed, then you'll give off a level-headed vibe. A lot of people will look at somebody and not even take the time to pick up on their vibe. So you'll look at somebody and say, oh, that guy looks like a weirdo. So then you treat them as such. They could be the biggest genius that has the answer to all the questions that you've had. Um, but because you let your eyes deceive you, uh, you now lucked out and aren't able to take advantage of the blessing that's right in front of you. You know, good vibes, they feel comforting. They feel inspiring and supportive. And that's kind of why people are drawn to people with good energy, because it puts others at ease. People who are very tense, you know. I would suggest when it comes to energy and vibrations, avoid energy vampires. Some people are energy vampires and they don't even realize it. Um, but you don't want to be feeling drained after every interaction with people or feeling like you're carrying a world's worth of pain and suffering. Be conscious and aware of the vibes and energies that surround you and get rid of those that's not good for you. I'm your host, Steady Snappin' Charlie, and this is Steady Chatting, the podcast. One of my little homies out here in Calgary uh, has a childhood dream that he wants to fulfill. So he decided to go on Facebook and ask people what they think about him wanting to become a firefighter. Now, when I saw this post, I instantly replied, Brother, I think you asking other people about what they think about what you want to do is a complete waste of your time. Go out, do what you want to do, and don't depend on other people's reassurance. Because at the end of the day, all that's going to do is deter you and slow down the start date of when you start doing what you want to do and living your dream. And don't let other people's um, lowered expectations hinder your visions and goals. It really shouldn't matter. But I understand why he did it. I think I understand at least. You know, at times we feel compelled to get the support and reassurance of others. You know, the way how society has groomed us, if you're not doing what the person on the left or the person on the right of you is doing, then you're probably doing the wrong thing and wasting your time. Just do what everybody else is doing. So I get that. You know, uh, we live in a world of haters and egos. So it's mindful that when we take, when we take our passion and ask others what they think about us living out our passion, we're asking a bunch of haters, uh, ego-filled haters, a whole lot of them. So what do you think the response is going to be? Now, people don't want to see their peers succeed. Look, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Kevin Hart, one of, one of the funniest motherfuckers out there right now, little nigga. He, uh, <clears throat> he's been in a predicament 
marital challenges because um, it, allegedly this woman that he cheated with uh, had video footage of the affairs and was going to leak it, right? I don't know if you guys follow Kevin Hart, but for those that do, yeah, th this just this has been happening for what a few months now, and it just came out that it's his homie, one of his own friends that he put into a few of his own movies that was pretending to be her and trying to blackmail Kevin Hart. For real. For real. So it just goes to show that not just your peers, but like your closest friends don't want to see you succeed. They feel they're entitled to a bit of the, of, of the blessings that come along with all the pain and struggles that you go through to make it to where you're at. People grudge you for the things that you've achieved. It doesn't matter whether they're your friends, you know? So my opinion, not just to my little homie, but to everybody, and I got to remind this to myself, do what you want. Adjust your approach along the way and believe in yourself. That's it. Don't worry about what other people feel about what you want to do. If you want to do something, do it. Because if you don't, you're going to live with regret. I never got to do that one thing that I wanted to do. And that could have been everything that changed your life. I'm your host, Steady Snapping Charlie. And this is Steady Chatting, the podcast. Yeah, boy. All right, so we're back. And this one's for my photographers. Now, when we shoot, when we go out to shoot, we have to lug around a whole bunch of equipment, you know, simply because we want the best shot, period. And sometimes you cannot get the shot that you're looking for with just one accessory, with just one lens, right? It depends on where you are. It depends on what you're planning to shoot. And sometimes you may have something in your mind that you want to shoot. So your mind is set. I'm going to use this lens. Um, and then you go out to the site. You go out to the place and realize the lighting might be different than what you pictured. Um, you may realize that you can't get as close to the thing that you wanted to shoot as you thought you'd be able to get to it. Um, you may find that... Uh, to get the shot, you can't have the camera handheld. You need to use a tripod and set it on a timer. So there's many things that impact your ability to get the dream shot that you envisioned before you take the picture. So for that reason, we have to bring a lot of equipment with us so that if we need to, we can use the right combination of equipment to get the shots that we want. So we're talking about when to use which lens. A little basic guide. Now, I have, I'm going to focus just on three lenses. My kit lens, which is 18 to 55 millimeter. I have my Nifty 50, which is my 50 millimeter. And I have my 55 to 250 millimeter lens. And we'll talk about when I use which and for what. So, when do I use my what? my 55 to 250 meter millimeter lens usually i use that when i'm shooting nature when i'm taking long distance shots when i'm like in a stadium and i'm taking pictures of sports 
and I can't get as close to the athlete as I need to. So then I would use that because that's more of a zoom lens. Okay. When do I use my nifty 50? To be honest, I use my nifty 50 a whole lot. Um, I use it for portrait work predominantly. When I want to take pictures that are sharp and focused and detailed with soft backgrounds, you know, when I'm taking product shots, 99% of the times I use my Nifty 50. Um, when do I use my kit lens now, which is my 18 to 55 millimeter? Now, that's an all-purpose lens. I use that. I bring that with me pretty much no matter what because it's the perfect lens for most situations. If you need to take macro shots, you could use it. If you need to take basic portrait shots, you could do it. The challenge with big taking portrait shots using your kit lens is the background isn't as soft. The When I get into the more detailed um, photo um, podcasts, I'll, I'll break it down more. But pretty much when you're using your, your kit lens, the f-stop, you can't get it low enough for it to have that really soft background. But you could, you could make magic happen. And if you're nice with your editing, you could do anything, no matter what kind of camera you're shooting with. So um, what I would suggest is if you're planning to do portrait work using your kit lens, remember to adjust the f-stop to the lowest number that you can get it to, to get the softest background. And the bigger the number, the more in focus the whole image will be. I'm your host, Steady Snapping Charlie. And I hope some of this stuff helped you out if you're a beginner photographer. And you know what else you should know? Don't limit yourself to anything people tell you. If I tell you that zoom lens is good for zoom lenses, use it for a portrait shot. Try, try different things. Because despite there being rules of engagement, um, rules, the golden ratio and all these rules, rules are meant to be broken. Try new things and evolve your photography skills. This is Steady Chatting, the podcast. Let me ask you this. Do you think the more material possessions that you accumulate, that reflects how successful you are in this world? I don't know. I'm personally not one to stress myself out about material things. But we live in a society where you're judged based on how you look what you wear, how you smell, what you eat, where you live, what you drive, who you fuck. It's a very materialistic world that we live in. And it's important for us to remember that material things aren't everything, right? Um, you don't need a big extravagant house to show that you're successful. And you don't need a Bugatti or a Tesla or some expensive high-end car to prove that you're successful. It would be nice. That could be the fruits of your labor. But life doesn't evolve around um, securing material objects. you know. But we live in a world that uh, is driven by a credit system which teaches us that we can buy what we want, when we want, whether we have the money for it or not, and then pay it off over the course of the next year. You know, We were taught that we need to have good credit scores so that we could actually buy that house that we want and buy that car that we want or those cars that we want and boats and all the other little toys that come along with it. 
But it's interesting. When you look at how success looks, it, it varies depending on the different cultures. And when I say cultures, I'm not just talking about race-wise. I'm talking about cultures. Like the hip-hop culture, success looks much different than the jewelry culture, the people who are jewelers and own gold, than the real estate culture, people who sell property and stuff. It looks different. Poor rich, I'll give you an example of poor rich. Um, and, and I am honestly guilty of this. That's because I was raised in a poor environment. I'm teaching myself that just because I was raised poor doesn't mean I have to be or think poor. But poor rich, gold teeth. That's something y'all know me to have. Gold chains, whole bunch of jewelry. I find with poor rich people, we want to show you that we're successful, that we're rich. You know, we'll we'll buy the $5,000 belt, you know, the $8,000 pair of shoes, you know, some $2,000 pair of jeans and make sure you see the brands and the, and the labels because that's what it's for. I want to catch your eye. I'm rich, rich, rich. Those people tend to own properties. You know, they tend to have investments in other businesses and they too can get caught up on purchasing expensive toys, the nice cars, the nice motorbikes, uh, have RVs, have ATVs and whatever else, you know, but smart, rich people, they invest in successful business ventures. They purchase only out of necessity. They stack their money in silence so people don't see their expensive toys but they see their progress. So my opinion, make your money. But remember, you can't take it with you. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast number 10. We here at Steady Snapping Production done this without you. Keep tuning in for more interviews, good music, and great discussions. If you have a topic that you want us to cover, you can send me a message on Instagram at snapalotagus. That's S-N-A-P. A-L-O-T-A-G-U-S or message me through Facebook at Steady Snapping Charlie. Keep following me on my travels and feel free to take me on some of your travels as well. These podcasts can be downloaded and saved on your device. So stock up on episodes for road trips to help you pass the time. I'm your host, Steady Snapping Charlie, and this is Steady Chatting, the podcast.